You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. What if you met your soulmate on the worst day of your life? From two-time Grammy Award-winning director Melina Matsukas and written by Emmy Award winner Lena Waithe comes the unflinching new drama, Queen and Slim. While on a forgettable first date together, a black man and a black woman are pulled over for a minor traffic infraction. The situation escalates with sudden and tragic results when the man kills the police officer in self-defense. Terrified and in fear of their lives, the man and woman are forced to go on the run. But the incident is captured on video and goes viral, and the couple unwittingly become a symbol of trauma, terror, grief, and pain for people across the country. As they drive, these two unlikely fugitives will discover themselves and each other in the most dire and desperate of circumstances, and will forge a deep and powerful love that will reveal their shared humanity and shape the rest of their lives. Starring Academy Award nominee Daniel Kaluuya and rising star Jody Turner-Smith, Queen and Slim is only in theaters November 27th. Shop Black Week is a nationwide campaign that simply asks every American to make a purchase from a Black-owned business from November 22nd to the 29th, ending on Black Friday. Over 200 organizations have come together to help push this campaign and spread the word. Help us give Black Friday a whole new meaning. As featured in Yahoo Finance, Black Enterprise, and hundreds more, Shop Black Week is projected to set historical numbers for Black-owned businesses. Please use the hashtag ShopBlackWeek and share your purchases, shout out Black-owned businesses, and tell all your friends and support as well. To sign up as a supporter or register your business, please visit ShopBlackWeek.org. Welcome to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie. I'm your host. We're doing a special episode. We're taking a break right now from some of our recaps, but I think we're going to be closing in on power soon, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, And going to do a hot topic episode. This is a very hot topic, so I'm sure a lot of you guys that typically listen for our recaps are probably going to be really excited to hear this one because we're going to be talking about cancel culture and how it's not only, you know, impacted a lot of celebrities, but how it's impacted us um, and just kind of what our thoughts and our perspectives are on it. And we're just going to dive into it. So I have Angelica and Ryan here. Thank you, ladies, for joining me on this podcast. Thank you. Yep. Let's let's get into it. 
Yeah, let's go. I know you guys got to rant a little bit, so let's go with it. <laughs> Who wants to go first? <laughs> That's where we are. Um, well, you know, let's let's figure out. Well, well, let's do this. Let's start with defining what cancel okay. culture is. Let's assume that there are listeners that don't even know what cancel culture is. Um, cancel culture is it's more of an internet based thing mm-hmm. where groups of people kind of collate together to criticize either a person or either a group of people and decide collectively that that person is bad and uh, should never be able to either work or be considered of value in that community again for for whatever reason. And there's different situations, there's different Mm -hmm. scenarios, but um, cancel culture is when, you know, a group of people are like, you know, you're done, you're canceled. We don't like you anymore. We don't support you anymore. We're not going to watch your movies. We're not going to watch your TV shows. Uh, that that's going to be the end of your career as, you know, as you know it. So in a, in a nutshell. Mm, mm, that's deep. Yeah. Yeah. And with hashtag me too, it's happened a lot. Uh, go ahead, Angelica. Oh, no, I think go ahead, you, Ryan. you said something about me too. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to just say, um, just because of the hashtag me too, I just feel like it's happened a lot lately. Like that's just, it's just like everybody is just out for blood. Like you do one little thing and they're like, they're on, they're on you. Twitter is on Um, it. I would say black Twitter. I love black Twitter, but Ooh, oh, yeah. black Twitter, black Twitter. Ooh, yeah. We petty. <laughs> <laughs> we are petty. Yeah. I was second that. I was second that. Yep. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely cannibalize our own for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah when someone gets uh, i call them drag when someone gets dragged on black twitter it's like oh you ate her up or you ate him up like it it's it's i mean i can't lie though sometimes you gleefully it's kind of like a mob mentality where you see the hashtag you see the trend and you're like oh let me jump in and you don't even know the full story but you see like let's cancel this person and then it's like you just jump in and attack and then you realize you get the facts later and you're just like oh and i'm not i'm not even gonna lie to you as someone who's been on both sides of it um Mm -hmm. i get an endorphin rush by by canceling somebody i really do like i i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna be 100 percent to you guys listening in i like the feeling of going in on someone dragging them looking down my timeline and seeing other people dragging that person especially if it's somebody that i don't like you know and deserves yeah. it right Oh yeah, yeah. That's how you can really dig it in. Yeah, yeah. somebody you don't like go hard. people that have done People's me dirty in the past, that, yeah. and then karma just kind of hits them. And I'm like, mm. yes, they have finally fallen on their sword. <laughs> yes, and then they, you know, get dragged by Twitter, and I go in on it, and I'm like, all right, this is great. This is a great moment. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it does feel good sometimes. I'm not gonna lie to you. The collective drag. I'm actually part of a Facebook group and I'm known as a, a tag team. Uh, it's me. <laughs> it's me. And um, I'm Janice from Mean Girls and she's Regina. Oh, and when gosh. we get tagged and post, people are like, oh my gosh, here they come. And it's not intentional. It's just that like we have like our memes ready to go and we just like boom, 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 boom. And it's so terrible. 
Oh, the memes. We need to talk about the memes with cancel culture. You can just meme somebody and that thing is never going away. Like in news, you'll have somebody just pop into a live shot and quote a meme and then they out. Just because it's just like, it just catches on there. So (laughs) cancel culture can be both delightful and also terrible in the same <laughs> at the same time yeah yeah I mean as someone who has been also on the opposite side and been quote-unquote canceled it mm. it does hurt it really does especially if the people who are canceling you don't even know the full story don't mm. even know all oh, up in the yeah, Kool-Aid, don't time, even yeah. know the flavor. They, <laughs> you know, don't even, they weren't even involved in the situation that happened. You know, you've got those people that are like on the sidelines and they're just waiting, you know, to chime in mm-hmm. and they don't, they weren't even impacted by the situation. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to use this podcast to tell my story. I will one day <laughs> release that information and tell my story. But, you know, you can Google my name and find out. But like, I, I think that at the end of the day, like people really need to form their own opinions before looking mm-hmm. to social media and having social media ap- form your opinion for you. Like really right. important that you do that. Just step outside of the social media bubble just for like a second, because it's a little dangerous when you're having other people form your opinions, and dictate mm-hmm. how you should think about pe- other people. Um, because I, now I kind of know how celebrities feel like seeing other articles on the internet, saying lies about you, spreading just falsehoods about your character and like seeing just embedded tweets about what other people are saying. And it's not even close to being fat. (laughs) So, um, I just say that to say like cancel culture to me is just like, it's all about clout to me. It's just all about Twitter clout. Mm-hmm. Like I think people would not engage in cancel culture if it didn't give them retweets and likes and shares. Um, like if you're just dogpiling on someone and nobody else is paying attention, you really wouldn't engage in it. But if it's something right. that's going to give you some clout at the end of the day and people are like, you're getting like hundreds of retweets or you're filming an Instagram live video or something like that and people are sharing it then you know you're you're down for the cancel culture yeah it's it's definitely the good and the bad but i mean it is kind of like you said it's kind of a rush when you're this is in the instance of a, a rightful dragging and you see that you put your your perfect meme out there with the perfect caption and then you see those retweets and those favorites coming out you're just like i'm smart i don't know why it just it's, it's just <laughs> it's like that was clever of me and it's just a little ego boost I can't I can't like I can't lie like you said I'm very transparent about it so yeah I I definitely like for example the Harriet situation oh god I did not see because of the importance of telling her story. I didn't jump on that bandwagon. I kind of was like, well, let me reserve judgment until I see the film or let me research actually what was said or what was portrayed in the film before I really like start using those hashtags. Um, As of now, I haven't seen the film, but I've have done a little bit of research as far as like the the lead actress and what she said and about the whole like white savior trope that supposedly was there um and i'm just like yeah i'm just gonna wait till i watch the film i'm not even gonna comment on it 
So what, like, I kind of, what exactly did she say? Cause she, was it something about like not understanding slave, slavery in the U.S.? Cause she's not. American. She's There's a few issues. Okay. People, mm-hmm. it's, so it's the ADOS community, um, African mm. descendants of slavery. That's that, that a British mm-hmm. actress um, is playing the role of an African American, you know, an African descendant of slavery um, or a role that should have been played by an African American. I should say that. Um, so that's another issue. And then Cynthia Revio apparently a while ago had some tweets out there that was disparaging towards black Americans and had used the term ghetto. I don't remember the specific tweets, but it it wasn't, it didn't paint us in a positive light. Uh, the Mm -hmm. tweets have since been deleted. I mean, people say dumb things on Twitter all the time, and I'm going to get into it, too, because there's other people that are celebrities that have been canceled because of past tweets. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, people are, for some reason, bringing up her past and, and holding her accountable for that. I um, I also did not see Harriet. Shame on me. I'm a film critic. I should have seen it already, but I've been able to get to a screening yet. But I will say, um, I will say this. Mm-hmm. I was really disappointed in seeing people comment on this film, not seeing it, whose tweets went viral. I am not going to say any names, but I saw mm-hmm. some people's tweets go viral who had not seen it, who admittedly said they had not seen it and were telling people do not see this film. And I think there's some irresponsibility, especially if you're someone who has a lot of Twitter followers to go out and tell people not to see a movie just because you don't like it. That And and because of hearsay, because of controversy, whether it's you don't like the actress or whether because you agree with the ADOS community about a black uh, British actress playing a, african-american you know actress's role or whatever i mean that's fine and all good but don't make a comment about a movie that you know you haven't seen that's what's really annoying about social media these days like i have way more respect for someone who doesn't like a movie that's actually seen it that's why i take my cues from actual film critics not twitter critics (laughs) right they really don't sense. know anything. And it, it <laughs> yeah. really is yeah. all about the Twitter clout. It's all about the tweets, the retweets. And unfortunately, people look to that more than they do to people that actually have seen the film. Um, and then the people in my circles, because I do follow a lot of Twitter critics and I'm friends with people that are a part of film critic organizations. Um, the people that I've talked to that seen the film actually liked it. And they didn't have any issues with it. So, you know, I mean, take it for what it is. I would say see the movie for yourself. Form your own opinion. Again, going back to what Mm -hmm. I said, take a step outside of the social media bubble for a second and just form your own opinion. Don't let somebody else's opinion shape yours because that's where we get into dangerous territory. And that's that's what, you know, Mm -hmm. the kind of culture that we're in right now in the digital age everybody is being shaped by groupthink and you don't want to do that right totally yeah earn those likes and (laughs) earn them that's a good one um yeah well that kind of reminds me this uh kind of like what kind of set this off for me as far as the cancel culture was the sweetness in the belly um when i first saw that i was like oh that's that would be a great hot topic because the headlines were like super misleading, right? You're like a white Muslim Ethiopian. And to me, 
I'm just like, what? That doesn't even sound right. <laughs> like, of all the movies to make, that's who you choose to be your lead. So I did a little digging because at the time the movie wasn't released just yet. And I'm like, okay, so it's mm-hmm. a girl that was raised in Ethiopia whose parents, or I guess were like missionaries or something along those lines, they were murdered. And then she's stuck in this country. She grew up there. And then later she's considered a refugee and is returned back to the mm-hmm. UK. So it wasn't necessarily like this is uh, taking the place of a, a black or Ethiopian woman. This is her story. The issue with, that people had with it was that the author was a white Canadian woman that kind of conceived this concept, kind of a fish out of water situation, mm-hmm. right? And I get it. But at the same time, people were upset saying, why couldn't this story be told with two brown or black people? Why did it had to be told through the lens of a white girl? You know, so I get it to a degree. But if you dug a little deeper, then you would understand why they chose to to tell the story that way. Also, the the director was Ethiopian. Right. So it wasn't just like, let's send this around a white girl. It was kind of like a way to show what happened. Ethiopia was the focus, but we all got distracted by the fact that it was Dakota Fanning. Um, with that being said, I mean, I'm not like thrilled about the concept, but I, I'm also not going to drag it. It's just like, eh, it's not my cup of tea, but who am I? So that was my feeling on it. I know you were, didn't you review yeah, it, Yeah, because I actually ended up seeing, it was so, it, such a coincidence because you had emailed me about it. And then like mm-hmm. that evening, I got an email from the publicity team um, because I had credentials for Toronto. And then they emailed me a link saying, hey, do you want to review this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have been that interested in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I went ahead and watched it. And um, there are some problems. It's super white savory. Uh, character. Yeah, she's a oh, white savior no. through and through. Just I, I really had a lot of issues with that. Um, but I'm with you on... You know, people had some knee-jerk reactions to it. And I made sure when I wrote my review about how people reacted to the image that I didn't agree with that. Because, like, people didn't even give it a chance. They just saw the image of her and not even knowing the backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I watched the movie and I was like, oh, this is a white savior film. Uh, then I pointed those right. moments out in the scenes. It it, it wasn't what I kind of hoped it would be. I, mm-hmm. I would have hoped that it actually turned out to be better. But, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good. Okay. So but basically it's as long as you're fair about your assessment, then it's okay to be like, you know what, this isn't for us. But right. at least give it the chance before you like end it, you know, cancel it. It's done. Yeah. So Yeah. 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 I give, give yourself a chance to form your own opinion. Like, don't I know I keep bringing this up and like beating a dead horse, but it's just really important. Like, don't let other people dictate your opinion because it's just like, then you're just like a sheep, you know, mm. you're just a sheep. Yeah. And then what does that say about you? Right, right. And that kind of brings <laughs> me to, so I didn't technically get dragged, but I was <laughs> my first, my first cancel culture that I felt experienced. Um, when, when I, when I first joined BGN, um, there was this, and 
honestly, we were we as an audience were a bit misled. There was this Netflix series called Siempre Bruja, and I'm an Afro-Latina. So I was like, yes, there's a story about us. I'm down. And it showed, you know, this time traveling witch who was burned at the stake, you know, and I forget the time frame. I think it might have been like 1600. It was it's I forgot. It's been a while. But basically, back in the day, she was burned at the stake and then she was transported to the future um in modern day Colombia. so we're like oh that's an awesome concept you know uh, i could see the tweets people were excited about it so i watch it and i watched like the first three episodes and then i wrote my review on it um and so i'm thinking like this is a great show and i did my write-up and it, it was my first published piece with bgn and actually was my first published piece period so i was super excited i'm all like happy and like oh and then I go on Twitter and it got dragged. <laughs> like They're like, this is a white savior trope. Who wrote this crap? And I'm just sitting there like, it was me. It was me. <laughs> yeah. And then I told my dad, he was like, who are they? I'm going to make an account. I'll troll them back. And I'm like, no, dad. It's okay. It's okay. I'll just, you know, fade into the background. But I did did take into account the criticism, right? So I went back and I watched the rest of the series. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to see (laughs) the issues. The white savior trope. This girl literally... The, her only purpose to go into the future was to save her white slave owner, right? <laughs> and then she goes back to save him, and she would rather stay in the past with him than be free in the future. So, I, I get, I get why people were upset, but keep in mind my review is based off the first, really the first episode. So, and you also have to understand Latin countries versus American, which is the same issue with the Harriet situation and people in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, race relations in Latin countries aren't as tense or it's not as open as it is for Americans. So me growing up, Ooh. even though Puerto yeah, Rico is a U.S. territory, yeah. I grew up in Puerto Rico as a kid. You know, I was called Negrita and it was never... Uh, a racial mm-hmm. thing. It was never an insult to me as a woman of color. It was a term of endearment. So just take, just keeping that small piece in mind for me, it, it's it wasn't as terrible. And I, I'm sure Latin viewers were like, I don't understand what, what the issue is. Um, yeah, but when I, you- did, I remember seeing some comments that were positive that right. people actually were like, "What's the problem? I don't see the issue." So not everybody dragged your article. But I will take I will take responsibility for not um, like, you know, I guess going through that article with a fine tooth comb because I did not know that you didn't see all of the episodes when I reviewed that. Mm. That was during a really foggy time in my <laughs> I forgive you. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I was going through some things. Um so I probably missed out on a lot of what you were doing. Plus we were in transition with staff. Mm. So I think there were other people involved that was supposed to be editing your article. Um but that being said, I was not aware that you didn't see all of the episodes. And also I did not see the series and I still have not seen the series um yeah and also I did not know from social media what people's opinions were because I wasn't tuned into what people were saying so the article went out and people were talking about it I was like oh this is a thing people are upset about this it was news to me well and in all fairness 
initially the hype for it to come out was everyone everyone was happy about it like oh great because yeah, the, the clip the netflix clip the trailer was was kind of misleading we didn't know all the details until the show actually came out so and i kind of made it clear that my review at least from what i thought was from the first episode it was kind of like a recap of the first episode so i just assumed but people had watched the whole thing so they were like no that's not what it is so i think it was just it was a lesson learned for me. I didn't even really take it to heart after like the second day. I was like, whatever. Yeah. We brought traffic. You know, traffic was brought to the site. So I'm just going to, it is and, what it and, is. And, that's, and haters, I, I just want to say to the haters, when you guys hate on us, thank you because it's no traffic either way. So <laughs> I appreciate it. But yeah, I think, I think the one big negative tweet that I saw from somebody was like, Oh yeah, you guys are getting paid from Netflix. And I'm like, right. I wish, I wish Netflix was paying us. Man. <laughs> just, I, I wish I was going to say, it's just like, I wish. I Netflix know. Content on the I site, by that. the way, I'm just saying, um, yeah. Plus, plus right. I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have went into Death Note. What? Read the Death Note review, by the way, that I wrote a little while ago when Death Note came out. If we're getting paid by Netflix, then that piece would have never saw the light oh. of day on Black Girl Nerds. I'm just saying, but mm-hmm. I digress. <laughs> the Black Girl Nerds podcast will return in just a moment. Is there something interfering with your happiness? or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me personally, I put really high expectations on myself and that can get really stressful. And many times it's kind of hard to talk to friends and family members about those things. And I need to speak to a professional. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great, therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash BGN. That's better H-E-L-P and join over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health. For Black Girl Nerds listeners, you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash BGN. That's better H-E-L-P.com forward slash BGN and get 10% off your first month. (laughs) So that's my dragging. And then like, I I mean, we joke a lot about, about it on the power recap show, but Ryan has some pretty controversial ideas about power. And I'm like, don't get dragged. (laughs) I'm a little too bold. I'm probably a little too bold for that on that show sometimes. Because, you know, like what I said about the theme song and all that kind of stuff, because Black Twitter will find like any little thing and start dragging. I don't know if anything happened, though. I haven't heard anything. I didn't see, you know. I don't think you yeah, got because You know, but I probably shouldn't bring it back up again. It, it could it could happen again. No. <laughs> see, it could. see, here's my thing. Here's my confession I got to make. 
um because it can kind of okay. kind of transition us into celebrities too but okay for you guys okay obviously i know you guys i know your intentions when you're doing something where you're talking about these stories that you put out you know you were trying to do the mm-hmm. research trying to work on it but okay when you have a celebrity now and you have a certain impression of that person or what you think in your head and then they release out something does that then give you gratification to cancel them because you know the ideal they're supposed to live up to, or should you just base it off of their work, like their movies, their film? That's what catches me up a lot of the times. Yeah, I can't. Se- Sometimes for me, I can't separate it. Like R. Kelly, I'm sorry, oh, yeah. I can't separate I the music man from the, the show music. because I was nervous. Like it was a little bit of both. Like it was, it was angering me the stuff that was coming out, even though he's been doing it for years. But also, I was worried that people were going to call in because I didn't think they wanted those type of calls. And I was worried that people were going to call right. in, like, why you got still playing his music? Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It, what it's about you, definitely hard. But, yeah, once they've done something that is just absolutely atrocious, then they're they're done. Like, I have been for years a huge fan of Kevin Spacey. I love Oh, um, yeah, that was hard. Yeah, that was hard. Suspects yeah. is one of my favorite movies of all time. Beauty, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So when those accusations came out i was like oh my god and yeah i'm i'm done with kevin spacey i'm sorry but yeah so yeah it's um yeah it you know separating the art from the artist is a hard thing but you know when it's it's something that you've done where you know some kind of sexual assault was involved or it could be a lot of issues but when it's something that's extreme then i can't so yeah, it's very hard to justify it. But even even with that, there's some situations that come out once you get all the facts. You're just like, should we have canceled that person? Like, I don't know yes. if you guys remember the Aziz and Zari situation. Um, we were ready to cancel, and I was like, really, Aziz? Like, really? I wasn't. I was not. Really? When that story came out, it was so filled with holes. Right. I was just like, this sounds like a bad date. Right. This doesn't sound like a sexual assault or any kind of like you know some sort of situation where she was threatened Mm. it just sounds like a really bad Mm -hmm. day gone wrong and she felt uncomfortable I mean I just didn't seem like it was something where he was being aggressive and forcing himself on her so yeah I'd right and um like well basically before basically what I say is when I saw the headline I was ready to drag so then I actually clicked on the article when the full like when the girl told her whole story and I agree with you I was just like this sounds like a terrible date and it seems like she didn't speak up but also Aziz did not read her cues her her nonverbal right. as well and it just was kind of like a miscommunication between the two of them and then she chose to mm. go public and say this man assaulted me and when you read the details you're like he never assaulted you he right. misread your cues and you didn't you know affirmatively say no this is making me uncomfortable so things got lost in translation but he's not i don't think he's a bad guy exactly versus a harvey you know <laughs> a harvey Weinstein or however you say his last name yeah. where he's a clear cut predator yeah rapist and you're yeah. you, you, and people are like well no he needs to be canceled oh, yeah. but a person like aziz and even like even like the james franco situation was kind of Eh, like it could have gone either way with me and I I really haven't made a choice because some things came out like like you said like bad dates but some things I'm like I don't know that girl did look kind of young James I don't so it's just it's those situations where it just makes you uncomfortable because you like the person but then when you hear about the things they may or may not have done as a woman you're like who shot whose side should I really take here because I I don't I don't know 
Um, I mean, when it comes down to like evidence and court of law and like people are actually found guilty, then that's when I know, okay, this is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And this person, you know, it's official. But when it comes to just like the court of public opinion, I'm not ready to just cancel someone yet just based off of what people's opinions are because we don't know the whole story. Right, right. You know, I mean, like the whole Michael Jackson situation I'm... and people wanting to cancel him. I still don't know. I, and I, it's because it's like he's not here, right? So we can't, it's, oh, I don't know man. how to feel about that. That Michael Jackson thing, the Michael Jackson thing keeps coming up and nobody ever, and I'm just like, is, are they ever going to have like, I feel like they come up with the evidence, but it's never so solid to me because it, it drifts away. Like they'll have a couple days and then it just goes away. Yeah. And we'll, we'll really never know. That's the whole thing. Right. Like, right. He's gone and he will never be able to speak up for himself and mm -hmm. defend himself. And these guys had recanted their story. You know, and then that whole documentary, which I watched, I watched the whole freaking four hours uh, documentary about him. You know, the guy that directed it just talked to him and their families. He didn't talk to any of the Jackson family. So we only really got one side of the story. So I, I don't understand people wanting to cancel Michael Jackson like that, where we only got one side of the story. And we got yeah, nothing uh, yeah. from Michael Jackson's perspective. Um, but yeah. What do you, uh, speaking of, what do you guys think about Kanye West? Because I've never been, I'm not a big Kanye West fan, but yeah, I'm still not a big one. I was gonna I was gonna try to cover it up with something else, but I think he's just too I don't know. I think the stuff that comes out of his mouth is just is too much for me. And it's just like very arrogant lately that I just kind of steer away from that. Like, I, and I don't even like, he's another one where I'm not even sure if I should play his music on the show because I don't know how some people feel about him. I mean, for me with Kanye West, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little concerned or confused, I should say. That's probably a better term. Oh yeah. Confusion is a, yeah, that's a better term. Yeah. <laughs> because this whole, um, gospel, you know, Christian, um, walk that he has right now with his music, I don't know if he actually has, you know, is now saved and he has a newfound life with Christ or if this is just like a cash grab situation. So um, I'm hoping it's not a cash grab situation. I really hope that he really is genuine in his uh, beliefs as a Christian. But, uh, you know, I don't know. This is a guy that says he supports Trump. This is a guy that said some really weird things on social media. I mean, he said he likes Candace Owens, who she's even questionable. Um, so, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, yeah, with him, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm trying to get into the whole Christian. And then the fact about he's going to take all of his original, like his older music and re-record it, or he won't perform it unless he can change up some of the words. I don't know. It just feels like a lot of fluff from Kanye. And you, you never like, is that really him? Or is he exactly. just trying, like you said, is he just trying to go after the next, you know, whatever he can purchase? Exactly. Is he going after the, like the next big thing or whatever? Again, again I'm, I'm hoping this isn't a cash grab because there's probably some kids out there, you know, that again, they're probably got impressionable minds and they haven't really found Christ yet. And they probably want to see what that's all about. And if this is something that's going to help lead them to the Lord, go for it. I think it's great. But if this is something that he's just doing just for financial reasons, 
I'm not about that life. So I, I think Kanye probably needs to do better if that's what he's trying to do. So we'll see how it all pans out. Um, yeah, I'm not. I, I missed it. I'm sorry. I'm not a big Kanye person. I yeah, I'm going to ask you. I was going to say Angelica. Come on, you got to give me something on it. He, he lost me a long time ago. Probably around the time he married into the Kardashian family. And I oh man, all the way back then, he lost me on the slavery thing. He didn't lose me way back then, but yeah, um, I can see that. Like he did lose a lot of people. Then. And I don't think I'm not putting the blame on the Kardashians. I I think just the amount, not to say that Kanye isn't famous, but they are a media circus. They're a whole different machine. So I feel yeah. like when you marry into that lifestyle and there's just so much focus on you as a person, there's cameras everywhere. I think it's very easy to get sucked in and to get your, your ego kind of blown up even further than Kanye's already was. And he, he lost me a long time ago. I, I truly miss the old Kanye. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as his Sunday services, I think they're cool. Like, um, I come from a church where, you know, they would have Beyonce's Crazy in Love as like the back backing vocals, like, but you wouldn't hear it. It would just be the instrumental, but then they would put like rap Mm -hmm. over top of it or it'd be like a gospel song. So um, where, you know, where I grew up, secular sounding music and, you know, Christian lyrics were a thing. So this is nothing new for me. This is like, oh, this is like Sunday service at my church. Um, But I don't know what, like, like you were saying, Jimmy, I don't really don't know what his motivations are, if he's sincere or if this is just his way of making money. I I don't know. Who knows with Kanye? (laughs) Who knows? Exactly. So that's why I'm like, we'll see how this all pans out because, you know, he's, he goes from one thing to the next. So yeah. Did you guys catch his Ellen interview that one time? I I just want to say that that gave me the worst case of secondhand embarrassment ever. When <laughs> no, I heard about it, but I didn't catch it. Ellen's face was just like because he just ran it for probably about ten minutes straight, and Ellen couldn't get a word in. All you could see was just her just staring like a blank. Yeah, that that sounds like Kanye. Yep. And you're, I'm sorry. Oh, go no, ahead. no, no, go ahead. I was just gonna keep going about it. <laughs> oh, well, I was just gonna say. Speaking of Ellen, she's someone that was recently canceled. What? <laughs> what? Not when? Ellen. I'm- I mean, people, people. I'm telling you, people are getting canceled every day. So, um, well, first of all, let's let's go back a little bit further. So, people wanted to cancel Ellen um, back when she defended Kevin Hart, right? Um, because um, he got canceled when he wanted to host the mm-hmm. Oscars, and mm. the tweets from his past came up with some homophobic remarks, right. and um, you know, he didn't want to apologize for it because he had already apologized for it um according to him a few times <laughs> so he's like i'm not gonna apologize for it because i already apologized for it and, uh, <laughs> so and then <laughs> ellen went on her show and and defended him so people were canceling her but the most recent cancellation happened when she was at a baseball game and she sat next to george w bush what Oh yeah, I did hear about that one. I thought one. black yeah. people like W now. I'm confused. Which way are we going? Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't known that way. Yeah, I remember that that news story. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, no. A lot of people don't like uh, that man. Uh, it, can I interject briefly? But what, remember when it was more like a we would take W over over Trump. That's what or or him and Michelle. Yeah, I heard that. I didn't hear that a lot. The show situation make people kind of warm to him. The fact that they have like the whole candy. Okay, my bad. I I wasn't on. I thought we was good on him. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. 
<laughs> and like this is the situation where people have like short term memories because even though Trump is a bad president, Bush is a far worse president because he's a war criminal. Like Trump is at least not responsible for the deaths of like hundreds of thousands of innocent people. George W. Bush is. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I mean, you know, with the right. Iraq war and Afghanistan yeah. and, you know, so, you know, long story short, she was sitting next to him, kind of normalizing him. And he's never apologized, by the way, for the, the mm-hmm. Iraq war, uh, which is why a lot of people still just find him disgusting. Gotcha. Um so yeah people want to cancel her now how i feel about it i don't want to cancel ellen i love ellen i think she's great i don't think she should have normalized george w bush because it's just not a good look you know he should be accounted for the war crimes that he has committed um and he has not been accountable for that and she should not just be sitting next to him being all chummy but at the same time i don't think we should just be like oh we're done with ellen like Let's forget about her. Let's not watch her show anymore. She's done. She's done a lot of great work. I love her show. She's given like to Mm -hmm. charity. She's helpful with low income families, giving people houses. I mean, she's done a lot of great work. So let's not just cancel somebody because they made a really bad mistake. And she probably thought about it later and was like, you know what? That was probably a pretty, you know, messed up thing for me to do. But what about um, Michelle then? See, that's that's where I'm like, where do we draw the line? Because like the means for, you know, Michelle Obama and George, you know, they're very chummy. Um, and that's why I was like, I thought people were okay with him, you know, because every time they would exchange candy or something like that, it would go viral. So that's why I was like, well, where do we draw the line as far as being friendly? But wasn't that like a dignitary event? Like, wasn't that an event where... She had to be yes, there. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, like, maybe people are judging it based on if you have to be there yeah. and if you just have to make a choice. This was something where she was just hanging out. Like, they uh, were just friends. Because they actually are friends. Right, but I so, just thought that they were cool. Well, the only reasons because there's, like, there's memes out there, like, you know, George would risk it all for Michelle. I mean, they went in together on the African-American History Museum in D.C. So it's like there's, they. I mean, they have been at dignitary events together, and they've always kind of been seated next to each other, and that's what kind of sparked their their supposed friendship. So that's, I'm just like, well, where do we draw the line? Because it, it, they do seem very right. chummy outside of just politics. Like, you know, I feel like they could call each other. Um, but that's just from my perspective from seeing things on social media. Um, true. I feel mm. like, I feel like she probably just for political purposes has to come off as being mm. respectful and just nice to him. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Cause there are those memes, there are those images of them together, but this situation mm. with Ellen gotcha. is different because it's more casual setting you know, she's in jeans and a t-shirt. They're at a baseball gotcha. game together at a, you know, gotcha. recreational event. So, but yeah, yeah. People wanted to cancel her and I'm just like, uh, and like the Kevin Hart situation that out of all of these cancel culture moments, by the way, that one frustrated me the most. Right. It really, really. Well, how did you feel when, um, um when, oh, I'm to finish your thought. Sorry. There's so many things. <laughs> oh, no, no. I know, no, no. Well, how did you feel about, you know, with when they did the shop episode with Charlemagne and Kevin and they were talking to little Nas and it seemed like they were gaslighting him um, based off, you know, his experience growing up as a gay black man? Like, how did, did you see that? Did you catch that? 
no, I didn't see that episode. Okay. It was it was called The Shop. Um, it's LeBron's show on HBO where they kind of like sit at a, at a barbershop and they kind of chop it up. Um, and, you know, they Kevin and Charlemagne who are kind of, I mean, Kevin is not as trolly as Charlemagne the God. Like Charlemagne, the, yeah, I was gonna he's say a troll. Charlemagne, I mean, yeah. but that's that's what he does. Yeah. So they were basically asking yeah. Little Nas, why did he feel that like he had to come out? Why did it matter? And Little Nas was saying like, I grew up hating who I was as a young black man being gay in the black community is not looked at as a positive thing. So it, in, in a nutshell, he said, like, I came out for all those kids out there. So they're just like, but why? And then they started laughing. Um, but that was all the clip that got circulated. But when you went back and looked at the episode, then they kind of elaborated and then they kind of were like, ah, I get what you're saying. But what going back to cancel culture, all we saw on Twitter was the clip of them laughing at him, not necessarily them trying to understand where he was coming from. Yeah, so. Wow. See how social media mm-hmm. be doing, folks? <laughs> yeah. You just need just enough for you to go viral. Exactly. You don't care about the rest. You know, just, just and, put that and out. And my quickly. question on tweets is, like, how far back can you really go? Yes, that's crazy. <laughs> They're like, you the history yeah. when it comes to tweets. There should be like a seven-year <laughs> retention period on tweets, I feel. Like, like with credit cards. Yeah, people be digging for these tweets. Like, yes. even a, 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 I don't know if you guys are aware of Doja Cat. Doja Cat, she blew up in the last, I would say, yeah. year or so. She, like, went from, she did the Moo song. She blew up. You know, she was kind of known before, but not as much. Now she's putting out these records. She's, I was, she's probably one of my favorite artists in the game because she's so multifaceted. She's so creative. She can rap. She can sing. You know, she's cute. All that, right? But jo- mm-hmm. Doja Cat, she's only, like, mm-hmm. I think 22, 20, 23, right? So she's still fairly young. She was tweeting stuff out when she was 15, 16, 17 years old that were considered, I wouldn't say she was being homophobic, but she used some homophobic slurs. Like, I've noticed a lot of kids will be like, oh, you F, you know, they'll say something silly to their friends, but they don't really mean it. They don't really know the meaning behind it. So she tweeted out those tweets when she was a kid. They come back out. Someone finds them because she's now she's becoming successful. They're like, cancel Doja Cat. She's homophobic, you know? So it's like, she was a kid. Like, where do you draw the line as far as this is a dumb kid tweeting and now as an adult, they don't really feel that way versus someone like a Trump who consistently is is putting out racial, you know, uh, inflammatory tweets. Like, where do you draw the line on cancel culture when it comes to that? Exactly. I mean, like, you're... Like the human brain, the frontal lobe is not fully developed until you're 25 years old. So people say and do things that they don't even fully understand at a really young age. And we've all done really stupid, dumb stuff. So I think it's interesting that people, the very people that want to cancel others based off of something dumb that someone's done in their past I'm sure those very people have tweets in their past that could be accounted for that mm-hmm. we could call them out for. That's just saying that if we're if if this is the age that we're in when it comes to cancel culture, if we're really going to move forward in 2020 where we are going to account for everybody's sins of the past, then pretty much we're all getting canceled right, at one point right. in our lives. You're going to be there's canceled. about to be nobody left in Hollywood. You know, Andrew, Andrew, you're gonna be canceled. Ryan, you're getting canceled. I'll be getting canceled again. <laughs> uh, Take it canceled, huh? <laughs> I mean, 
yeah, like everybody's going to get canceled because we all make mistakes. We mm-hmm. all do stupid things, you know, and we're going to make mistakes again. That's a part of the human condition. So, yeah, I think it's really silly that, you know, folks tweets from the past are being held to the standards of what we do today because we have to kind of make mistakes. We we do. We have to make mistakes in order to become better people. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to make mistakes in right. order to learn and grow and become wiser. So, you know, if Doja Cat didn't say those stupid things, she wouldn't realize that, oh, okay, that was a homophobic remark. I'm going to be more sensitive and I'm not going to say that. I remember when um, I had used the term... Um, uh spirit animal i was like lisa bonet mm-hmm. is my spirit animal and that was yeah. bad that, oh, I, I, I use that all the time oh my so god again, me. <laughs> yeah she this um, girl that you know um native american she's like that's offensive to indigenous people so I stopped using it. Uh, and another word, the word lame, I was told that that's offensive to people with disabilities. So, you know, I mean, I am, I'm trying to become uh, more sensitive to certain words and just in general. Yeah, but it's literally everything. It, it, it is. It is. And, you know, and, and for like guys in the Me Too culture, too, because it's like, you know, it's even touching the small yeah like you just just don't touch anybody yeah just (laughs) just don't touch like you know especially politicians like stop touching people just talking to you joe biden love you but talking to you uncle joe (laughs) you know wave at a distance don't touch her you know i'm just saying and just don't yeah Yeah. but i mean that's you know i mean i just bring that up to say that we, we have to evolve and learn that there are terms and there are things that are offensive to people and, and just kind of respect those kind of boundaries. And that's just the way things are. So, yeah, I, I just I hate the fact that we are, though, in a culture where people's past is being held in front of them as if, you know, look, these are your sins and you can't do this thing because of what you've done in your past. And you're not going to be able to right. hold, you know, host the Oscars because you said these tweets from four years ago or whatever. And it's like, that's, that's mm-hmm. crazy to me. That's absolutely ridiculous. Kevin Hart, by the way, he should have never decided not to host the Oscars because of what people were saying on social media. That, that was a dumb decision. I, I thought, man, don't let those people, <laughs> don't let the haters, yeah, yeah, you let let the haters win because you know, what's going to happen mm-hmm. is, somebody else who may be in a similar situation, the haters now feel emboldened and empowered to go ahead and do that to somebody else. Cause now they feel they won, you know? So. Right. And, and even, uh, it kind of brings up not, not necessarily haters, but co-signers. Right. So even if, um, there's someone out there that did something questionable, right. But there's, it's a gray, it's a gray area. We don't know whether or not it's true or not. And then, right a celebrity comes out to support them because they work with this person. And they're just like, hey, I know them. This is not how they are. And so for even supporting or showing just a a, a grain of kindness to a person that obviously if you're getting dragged or canceled in in this era, it's painful, right? So uh, people even drag the person that's saying like, hey, just look at the facts, man. Like this is, I know this guy. So even that is kind of, 
even the supporters of the co-signers are getting dragged, you know? So it's you can't win for losing a lot of times, I feel. Yeah, that was that that's the um that was a Jeff Goldblum situation though, right? You can't you can't uh with the um with the support trying to support uh Woody Allen. Because mm-hmm. we still don't know. I don't think they know exactly. They still don't have any concrete evidence on him, do they? They're just it's still like speculation of people coming out and everything. What do you think, Jamie? I mean, listen, I am not a Woody Allen supporter. I think he's trash. Mm-hmm. I think he's. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I agree, but I felt bad for Jeff Blue, like co-signing, getting dragged with it when he made his statement that he made. Yeah, I think I think what Jeff Goldblum was trying to say was due process. Um, I don't think yeah. we should be saying let's cancel Jeff Goldblum. That's ridiculous. Like, yeah. I love him. He's a great guy. Like, you know, we, we've had a chance to interview him here at Black Girl Nerds. And I'm not saying that because we had a chance to interview him. He's a generally cool, great guy. And it's very interesting because some of the very people that I saw, saw drag him on Twitter have interviewed him Mm -hmm. before and like have said, and have tweeted with me in the past, said all of these lovely, great things about him. And now all of a sudden want to cancel him. So, Oh yeah. It's just like people are so flighty. It's just mm-hmm. it's <laughs> it's just so go with the wind. Yeah, they just go with the wind. When the wind blows in one direction, they'll go there and then when the wind blows in another direction, they go there. So, you know, Jeff Goldblum will do something awesome. He'll, you know, it's Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> He'll recover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, yeah. They'll get over it and then they'll be canceled with somebody people else. So just give it, you know. watching show on Disney Plus and they'll fall all over with him again because his show right now is amazing and I love him. Yeah, I heard it was amazing. Oh gosh, yeah. He's great in it. So, yeah. Like, <sighs> but yeah, Woody Allen is a different story, but, you know, I think they need to give Jeff Goldblum a little bit more time right. but they'll probably they'll they'll find something new in a little bit yeah, probably also, um for like two seconds people were going after army hammer because army hammer also what? yeah army oh hammer. i think I, yeah i think i did hear that one. one uh well he, he didn't defend him let me clarify he said that he wouldn't mind working with him anybody that remotely will say that they'll work with woody allen it's like it's drag. Yeah, let's cancel we're, yeah we're done you know kind of yeah, um, like even Scar Joe got that. Although Scarlet, I <laughs> Scarlet is a whole other animal, and I, um, yeah. I, it's like I, I know she means well, and I don't think Scarlet's a bad person. I think she's just a little tone deaf, and she just comes out with some statements. And you're just like Scar, like yeah. I think she should stop doing interviews. I think she should yeah. just not. Because I feel like something comes out every time. Just let us think that you're the Black Widow and roll with that. Like, don't do any more, like, too many problematic interviews. things. I mean, along with just playing these whitewashed roles and the whole disability, <laughs> oh, the transgender comment. Yeah. Uh, oh, ScarJo. Like, you want to love her, but then she comes out yeah. and says stuff, and you're just like, girl, just stop. <laughs> just, mm. Yeah. Stop she, talking. she hurts me. She hurts me. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, so... Well, yeah. Um, any final thoughts before we? Um, I did want to touch on one more thing. Yeah. I don't know if you want to dive into this or not, but we were talking about politicians, and I just I forgot to mention it. But oh, yeah, the the Justin Trudeau situation. Oh, the yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, let's go for it. And 
And, you know, like Justin, he's like, I'm, I wouldn't call him America's sweetheart because he's not American. But when you see, like, he's what you want in a oh, politician, yeah. you know, he's yeah, a good guy. Yeah, he has that following. Yeah. You know, he is a good guy. You know, he's he's like almost like a Kennedy. He's a good guy. He's good looking. Mm-hmm. Um, It seems like he has a good heart. He's out there. He's really trying to be out there for his community, at least from what I can see on social media. I, I don't I don't know the man. But then there's these pictures coming out of him. And uh, I wouldn't call it blackface, but I guess it would be because he's 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 colored his skin to look like an Ara- it's a it was an Arabian Nights theme, um, and he took the time to color himself. So it's like okay, he was in college, and also he was in Canada. Um, and once again, with those Americans versus everyone else, uh, racial r- racial tensions aren't as high in Canada as they are in the U.S. A lot of Canadians don't get it. They're like black Canadians that I know. They're like I don't I don't get it. Um, so these pictures come out from like what like late 90s early 2000s and they're like cancel him he needs to be out of office and it's like really like i don't yeah. see him I think he did a good job of getting out in front of it though yeah that you don't see most people like they just kind of let it they just want to see if it's gonna die down or see if they can find evidence to prove that they were doing something else right yeah yeah i mean he recovered though because he got reelected. so <laughs> Yeah, he did. That's what I'm saying. He got out in front of that thing. He wasn't playing. Was Most people just kind of wait for you to find some stuff, and like they're like, "Oh, well, you know, I did that when I was younger." But and then you don't hear about you don't hear them say anything for a while, and let people just keep speculating. But he was like, "I'm not playing that. I'm getting right in front of that." If you own it, own it. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jamie. Oh no, no. I was just gonna say, I I love the fact that he, um, you know, kind of took it head on. Like he had that mini press conference on the plane. <laughs> and he, he took it head on i mean yeah what he did was super messed up and problematic um and tone deaf and tone deaf and the fact that he did it more than once not oh like, not twice but three times i'm like bruh bruh <laughs> yeah. yeah when i heard that i was like oh gosh i was like cringing oh i didn't know up. that was messed up but what's interesting this is kind of close to home for me i live in virginia and my governor oh lord yeah ralph northam yeah he uh was discovered in a yearbook photo of um dressing up in blackface and he's been actually doing a lot of damage control in our state so he recently appointed a diversity and inclusion director oh the black friend i was wondering yes it's a black woman who uh, (laughs) is going to be handling issues of diversity i guess um and then he recently um approved a fund of like a half a million dollars to help close racial gaps in uh, higher education yeah. uh, he's he going in okay okay that doesn't feel sincere that's like trump writing all those hbcu grants like it's like okay thanks oh yeah i'm just like wow i mean listen it whatever whatever you got to do to help us i'm fine with it i mean yeah. you know do what you got to do bruh but yeah, he's doing some serious damage control. Um, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, Prince yeah. Harry recovered from his Halloween snafu. I mean, yeah, that is true. He recovered and he is like, um, oh, I love him. I, he like, he's down <laughs> for the culture. Did you guys see that clip of um, him hugging? Like he just like shook the hands of the white rugby players, but he like dapped up and hugged the black <laughs> rugby players. <laughs> it was that. just like the key and peel skit where it was like obama and how he kind of like treats 
mm-hmm. like you have like hello how are you to like a white person but then like to a black person he'd be like hey what's up my man bring it in so like harry did the exact same thing and i was just on the floor i love him we love him it's just he was uh, once again he was dumb he was a kid doing dumb stuff kid, dumb stuff and now he got a black wife a black wife yeah <laughs> <laughs> Got, brought some <laughs> brought some color to the to Buckingham Palace. You know, you know. You know. <laughs> so, so I guess the lesson here is: well, you want to you want to take take it away with the lesson here, Jamie. Listen, I would say the lesson here is this: Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ was canceled. Okay. okay? Oh. He's canceled. Oh, oh, he was. If go. you really think about it, Jesus was canceled. He was canceled. One moment, hey, I'm here for it. Go for it. One moment he was praised, Hosanna, and the next moment they said, Crucify him. Mm. So that just goes to show how people are in these streets. They will love you, and then the next minute they will hate you. So just know everybody out there. Don't take it serious. If somebody is, you know, for you one minute and then they say cancel you the next, it's all good. It happens to the best of us. It happened to Jesus. I feel like being canceled is a rite of passage into greatness. So once you are in, you're in good company. That's all I'm saying. Wow. Boom. That's a drop. great way to put it. That you can't even argue with that. You're like, yeah, she's right. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 nothing. Yep. That's that's good enough for me. I'm good. All right. Well, you you sold me on that one, Jamie. Good job. <laughs> yeah. You shut it down with Jesus. You know, bringing Jesus, shut it down. Light drop on Jesus. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for listening to this cancel culture episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast. Subscribe and leave us a comment on iTunes. You know, give us a little bit of love on there. Give us a rating. Follow us on the Twitters. You can follow me on at Jamie Broadnax on Twitter. Ryan. Oh, at November Bear. Uh, Melanin Mommy 2816. <laughs> Don't, Don't cancel us for this episode, please. We're trying to bring light to the to the issue here. <laughs> Right, exactly. And we're trying to open your mind and get a different perspective. So um, hopefully you'll walk away with just some information. Um, And then you can follow us at Black Girl Nerds on Twitter. So yeah, thanks for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. 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 The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.